What's going on, Hardliners? Welcome to His Hardline for another episode of 1% with Him. Remember, every day we need to spend at least minimum 15 minutes with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Dig a little bit in the Bible and spend a little time in prayer, you know what I mean? If you can't do that, just join us here at His Hardline. We'll get it done. Drop. And don't forget to check out our website, www.hisheartline.com. We're happy to have you. Let's get started. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, good afternoon, and good morning. If it happens to be morning on your side of the world, where we're at on this side of the world here in the Western Hemisphere, it is Monday, September 5th, 2022. Happy Labor Day. Happy Monday. I hope everybody's enjoying this long three-day extended weekend. I know there's car shows going on out there. People are out golfing. People are probably getting some last-minute water fun with their jet skis and their boats and tubing and all that fun jazz. Me, I just hopped in a big old truck with a big old tanker with a ton of tires on it and hauled some gas. Hauled some gas and I hauled some ethanol. In fact, I hauled more more ethanol today than I did gas. So, But hey, somebody's got to do it. You know what I mean? So welcome, glad to have you all here. I am Jason, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ at my side, because they are the ones that are in charge of this show. They are the host, they are the boss, they are at the wheel, they're at the helm, and they are steering this ship, your personal vessel, through this crazy, these crazy, crazy chaotic waters that we call life, through the storm. And like I said, like the Bible says over 365 times, depending on the version of the Bible that you have, fear not. Because when you hand over complete trust over to God, which I still am working on on a daily basis, not that I don't trust God, but sometimes it's hard to just hand it all over to him, right? And I'm doing my best, and I know we all are. Sometimes we fall short. Sometimes we allow, uh, you know, anxieties to kind of riddle in the back of our mind with certain things and little worries. And again, we all know what the Bible says, too, about worrying about things of tomorrow, for tomorrow's not here, you know? I still have to work on that myself. And so just because I do this show does not mean I am the poster child to what the Bible says. By no means am I a poster child by how you should live life. I'm still figuring it out and I'm still learning myself. And God and Jesus, is you know, they're continuously working on me on a daily basis as he is with all of us. And so anyway, excuse me. So, yeah, glad to have you all here. And um, today we're going to be reading the book of Psalm, chapter 17. It's not a real long book, but it's also not that short either. I mean, it's not, you know, it's a little shorter. It's on a shorter side, Um, but I'm going to come back here on the other side of this directly on the other side of this when this is over to do a National Assembly update. Um, I was debating about if I wanted to do chapter 17 and 18 together, but 18 is kind of a little lengthy, so I was going to leave that for a different day. But um So forgive me, this one might be cut a little short, which, you know, since it's Labor Day, I guess a lot of people, you know, probably won't be listening to a whole lot of podcasts or not usually listening to a whole lot of anything, typically throughout the summer, because people are just busy doing more uh, outdoor activities and listening to less radio and podcasts, stuff like that. But it's amazing once it starts cooling down and the days become shorter, 
Uh, it's funny how that works. Uh, it happens to be a higher viewer and listenership on that side of things. So, but anyway, so we are going to get started here. And today I'm reading out of the New American Bible, the revised edition today. Like I said, I was bounced back and forth from that version to the NASB. And so today is going to be a New American Bible revised edition uh, that I'm reading from. And so today, Psalm is a is basically it's a prayer for rescue from persecutors. And it starts off with verse one, a prayer of David. Hear, Lord, my plea for justice. Pay heed to my cry and listen to my prayer from my lips without guile. From you, let my vindication come. Your eyes see what is right. You have tested my heart, searched it in the night. You've tried me by fire, but you find no malice in me. My mouth has not transgressed as others often do. As your lips have instructed me, I have kept from the way of the lawless. My steps have kept to your your paths. My feet have not faltered. I call upon you. Answer me, O God. Turn your ear to me. Hear my speech. Show your wonderful mercy, you who deliver with your right arm those who seek refuge from their foes. Keep me as the apple of your eye. Hide me in the shadow of your wings from the wicked who despoil me. My ravenous enemies press upon me. They close their hearts. They fill their mouths with pride roaring. Their steps even now encircle me. They watch closely, keeping low to the ground like lions eager to prey, like a lion, like a young lion lurking in ambush. Rise, O Lord, confront and cast them down. Rescue my soul from the wicked. Slay them with your sword. With your hand, Lord, slay them. Snatch them up from the world in their prime. Their bellies are being filled with your friends. Their children are satisfied too, for they share what is left with their young. I am just. Let me see your face. When I awake, let me be filled with your presence. And that is the reading of Psalm chapter 17, verses 1 through 15. And so... um. As we read this, it's certainly a, a lament of an individual who seems to be unjust, you know, unjustly attacked. And in the light of confidence of being found innocent, the psalmist, as we can read here, cries out for God's judgment and requests for divine help against enemies. And so... Psalm 17 shares several phrases and themes with um, Psalm 16. The key difference is that this psalm's sense of ur- is uh, this particular psalm's psalm has a sense of urgency. Excuse me, can't speak today too. I guess it's been a long day. But David's prayer uh, here seems to be more desperate than the pensive words of Psalm 16, and this one of the psalms specifically labeled as a prayer also including Psalms 86, 90, 102, and Psalm 142. But likely this was composed when David was being hunted and persecuted by the evil King Saul. And we know this by um, 
1 Samuel 20, 32 through 33. And so David begins with an intense plea for deliverance. And so much of, his, um, much of this revolves around a profession of innocence. And knowing that God is not inclined to grant requests from evil people. And so David points out that he is sincerely and consistently following God. And this includes both David's outward actions and his inner thoughts. How many of us today can actually proclaim that our outward actions as well as our inner thoughts are about as pure as they can be where we know that it falls in line with God's teachings? I can probably bet it'd be a very, very small percentage. And yeah, that me that's me including in that. I can't tell you that my inner thoughts are always good. And when I say always good, I'm not thinking, you know, I'm not I'm not saying that I'm thinking, you know, bad thoughts about people or, you know, thoughts of murder or, you know, uh, just doing evil things. But, you know, sometimes you just think negative things about somebody. Sometimes if somebody does, you know, does you wrong. Or, you know, maybe, you know, I, everybody's got different thoughts. But, you know, and I can certainly even tell you with my own actions, especially when it comes to, you know, verbalizing profane, you know, profane words that, you know, something you probably wouldn't want to say around your grandmother. You know, so I, I fall in that band camp, too. But I bet you there's not a whole ton of people nowadays that can really you know, fall in that uh, category of basically having their outward actions and their inner thoughts being pretty much in line with God's, you know, ways. Very few people. But the next section focuses on the nature of God's protection. And so David expresses a deep trust that God know, not only hears, but also that he will answer when David prays. So David asked to be held with tender protection using two phrases, famous even outside of scripture and what English translators often render as the apple of your eye. You've often heard that saying, and that's literally a reference to the pupil, the central spot of the eyeball. And so this is arguably the most closely protected part of our body guarded from even the slightest touch. In a similar way, David appeals to the image of a mother bird using her wings to shield her children. And so those whom David seeks to escape are depicted as arrogant and merciless, almost like predatorial animals. And so in this segment, David shifts it to asking for our deliverance, likely including his companions, and at the same time, his prayer shifts to mention a singular enemy like Saul. And so, while David sees his portion as God, he knows those who reject God have nothing to look forward to beyond this life. And that their portion is only in this temporary world. And David, on this, on his part, expects to see God face God's face and be satisfied. Now, I, that was a summary that I read. I can't say I fully agree with the summary. 
And if you're wondering where I get the summary, just as a reference, I want to let you all know it's a great reference. If those of you like to read scripture, um, there's like five or six different versions of the Bible. Um, it's a little ministry, but you can find it on BibleRef.com. That's B-I-B-L-E-R-E-F, BibleRef.com. And there's a lot of good, you know, um, resources on here. Um, I can't say I fully agree with this summary. More toward the end, I should say, because, you know, I look, I know people who reject God, too. Now, they reject God for different reasons. Maybe they're just flat out an atheist. But I can't see an all-loving God who has created all of us, for that matter, even reject someone. I mean, because even a, even a father who has a son, right, or a mother who has a son or a daughter that decides to go against all the teachings that you, you know, that you've brought them up in the world into, you know, all the different morals and stuff like that, but yet somehow they decide to still be a snowflake and, and, and live a gay lifestyle, or they decide to become a transgender, or maybe they decide to engage in a promiscuous life and they're just, they lead a life that you just don't quite agree with. And they want nothing to do with you because no matter how hard you try to be a good, loving parent to try to steer them on the correct path, they look at you with malice and they absolutely hate you because you will not accept them for who they are, which you obviously obviously know is not true. Now, obviously, there are some parents out there that go overboard and they kind of show their love in, in, in kind of a weird way. But, you know, it's all a matter of your intent. What's your intent? Right? What's your intent? And so, just like a parent would always love their child, even fully grown, right? A fully grown child that's, we'll just call a young adult, no matter what lifestyle they lead, no matter what choices they make, they're still going to love their son or daughter, no matter what. And I got to imagine that's got to be just like God, too. So when, when, when the guy, whoever wrote this summary where he says, you know, he knows that those who reject God have nothing to look forward to beyond this life. I don't know if that's entirely true because I think all things are possible with God, right? Even those who kind of reject God. I don't think, and now there might be a kind of a, you know, I'm sure that, you know, that famous day of judgment, right? Where everybody after they die is going to face God. And... I'm sure they're going to have some things to answer to. Now, that I believe, but I don't think, in my humble opinion, and this, again, this is just a, an opinion of a man, yours truly, who's just a truck driver. Remember, I'm not a Bible expert. I'm not a minister. I'm not a priest or anything like that. I'm not a biblical, biblical scholar. I'm just a guy who tries to spend at least 15 minutes a day with the Lord, reading a chapter a day, and spend some time in prayer. But this guy, whoever made, wrote the summary, I just don't believe that. I think God sees everybody at some point. Now, whether or not he uh, says, hey, you are good to go. Um, I'm glad we had this chat come into heaven. And I'm not saying that's how that goes, but I'm just, this is my own little minuscule, little-minded thinking. But if I had to take a guess, right, and I'm just summarizing, God's like, okay, look, 
you've made these poor choices or you've done this? Have you brought joy to other people? Have you brought harm to other people? Like, all right, we're going to judge you right here, right now, right? Because God is the ultimate judge. So he's either going to lie you into his kingdom or he's going to cast you down to allow Satan to have his way with it. And you're going to be in the pit of fire, I think. I don't know. Who knows? Nobody will know till after that time comes. But I just find it hard to believe that those who reject God here on earth just it's like a flat out, you know, oh, no, you have nothing to look forward to. I just don't believe that. I really don't. Because what kind of God would that be? That's just me. But anyway, but that is really all I have today. Like I said, today is going to be kind of a shorter reading. Tomorrow it will be a little bit longer with Psalm 18. Um, I will be back here in about five minutes on the other side with the uh, with a His Hardline assembly update. So Maybe join us after that. Um, Got some interesting things there to talk about, but uh, we're going to end this in a prayer. So let me find my prayer music. All right. Heavenly Father, we thank you so very much for this day. And thank you for another day of life and good health as usual. That's always going to be at the top of our list because without life and good health, we really have nothing else. We We have nothing to look forward to. We have nothing else that we can enjoy if we don't have an abundance of good health. So for that, we ask that you always keep us healthy, keep us happy, and uh, allow us to always make proper choices of what we allow into our mind and allow into our bodies as a whole. We thank you for the gift of work, and we thank you for just all the many blessings that you bestow upon us, all the things that we often take for granted, like electricity and you know transportation, Um, to get us to and from places when so many people have it worse around the world. We have so many things to be thankful for. We overlook them. But we just want to acknowledge them right here, right now. And overall, though, Father, just want to say thank you for placing us here on this earth for a time such as this. It is a crazy time. And I know there's a lot of anxiety and stress and burdens that people are dealing with financially and maritally and spiritually. But we just pray that you just bring rest and peace to everyone on this earth. And um, we just pray that you always continuously give us good guidance so that we can follow what your will is for our life. So we pray all of this in your holy son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. And so that is all I have for you all today on this 1% with him here at His Hardline. I do appreciate you listening in on this Labor Day. I didn't expect the whole, really, anybody to be honest with you because everybody's typically, you know, out on the lake or golfing or going to car shows or grilling out. Like I said, me, holidays don't really mean much to me um, except, you know, the, you know, the religious ones, of course, you know, I like to be around for my family during Christmas and, and Easter, you know, but, um, and Good Friday, but, but by and large though, um, you know, when it comes to like Labor Day or Memorial Day, uh, I mean, and even Thanksgiving, not that I don't like Thanksgiving cause I love Thanksgiving. I'm, I, I love, you know, I love it, but you know, because I am not a huge crowd person, I like to work when most people are in. That's why I don't mind working weekends. You know, I have a wife that's a stay-at-home mom. She's a homeschooler. And so, quite frankly, I'd rather work when people are in or not out on the road, if that makes sense. It just makes life so much nicer for me, and and I get around much easier. And and then I don't have to deal with the frustrations of dealing with a crowd because I'm not a crowd people. You wouldn't, you wouldn't think that, right? I mean, considering I used to DJ for eight and a half years ago, you know, for eight and a half years. Which, by the way, I was thinking about that today. One little last comment, and then I'll hang it up. 
I was just thinking about it because my wife's birthday is coming up. She'll be the big three five, of course. And I was just thinking when we first met or when we first started dating, not when we first met because we had met in 2010, but we first started dating in uh, October of 2012. So coming up on 10 years. And so I started thinking about where we were at 10 years ago coming up in October and where we're at today. And I tell you, it's amazing to see the leaps and bounds that we have made and not just individually, but also together as a couple been married eight together, 10. I tell you what, that's, uh, for me, that's exciting. And I tell you what, we couldn't be more in love today than we ever were in the past. And we went, we've had a really uphill, rocky, uh, relationship. It was, it was pretty nuts. I mean, it should have ended in divorce probably at least a dozen times, at least a dozen times. But now our World War Threes are just nothing but little pistol water gun fights. That's it. Just you know, enough to get a little wet. You get a little irritated and then the water dries off and you move on. Everything's good. You know, so I mean, we still have stupid little tiffs, but nothing like we used to have. Oh, man. But anyway, I really hope that you all have a fantastic rest of your weekend. If this is a long weekend for you, I will be back here in about eh, five minutes. And uh, we'll have another quick show. And uh, until then or the next time, though, we'll see you tomorrow, if not later. And uh, I hope you all have a blessed day or night, wherever you're located in the world. And thank you for being here and supporting this show. I appreciate it. And you all have a good day. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for the day. Thank you for joining us here at His Heart Line. Remember, we need to spend at least 15 minutes each day with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That is literally 1% of our time on a daily basis. Spend a little time in the Bible. Spend some time in prayer. And you'd be amazed what Jesus will do to you. Drop. our website www.hishardline.com for all the latest updates.